Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now, here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have a very exciting episode going on. We have Daniela Schapernich, and she is an esteemed Feng Shui and Space Healing Master with over 20 years of experience. As the founder and CEO of Unfolding Space and the Space Healing Method, in her School of Spiritual Design, she teaches aspiring practitioners to tap into their intuitive abilities and create balanced spaces. This is really a very exciting episode for me today because it's not something that you hear very frequently and something that with a little bit of effort could really change things around. Welcome to the show, Daniela. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara. Tell us how you can create a space for business success and business growth using Feng Shui. As Feng Shui has been around for over 5,000 years, so the principles are very powerful, even used in very small doses. Like um, just having um, the attention of how the life force energy, the chi is flowing through your space and having the focus on harmonizing the chi to be harmonious and calm, which you often feel you don't need to know much about feng shui. It's more when you just take this moment to tune into the energy of the space, take a few deep, deep breaths, and then you will feel in your body oh is it is the energy calm or is it too too the energy too flowing too fast or like you will feel if your how your body reacts to it and in accordance to that you can then open your eyes and really take a look and see okay what could be in the space that the energy is speeding up or that it's not clear or not um, harmonious so it's in fact usually the small steps which can bring you the success in feng shui uh, can you give us a story of how you went into an office that was uh, really failing to attract a large number of patients and clients, and after use, using Feng Shui in the office, that you were able to turn things around? Yes. Some years ago, I had a dentist, uh, a lady who approached me, and she said uh, she moved into a new office and uh, she didn't have appointments booked, which was very unusual for a dentist in her area of, of work. So we went there and the first thing I noticed was that the entrance was not very clear. The people didn't know where to enter. Although it's very logical, we needed to Side to tell the to show the energy to show the people to put the the entrance like on a pedestal they like to make it really visible for the people. What's very logical in our minds for in feng shui view, it's not because it works with our subconscious mind. So what's really clear usually when we when we create an office uh, for the subconscious, it's not so easy to understand 
So what we did in the first steps is to really mark the entrance for the patients. And the next step was to create energy in the waiting room where people could really relax and calm down. Especially in this area of field uh, of work, people are sometimes very excited or even fearful or however, and then this energy also accumulates. And changing this, people, they came back because they said, when I go to this dentist, when I enter the office, I feel calm. And then they, this is what the word of mouth went then, oh, when you go to this dentist, the fear, it really calms you down. And you can, I don't know if you can enjoy a dentist, uh, going to a dentist office. We created the energy where people liked uh, to come, to stay there. And this is what the experience was, what the experience, initial experience uh, was the time, how, how you go to the office, how you, how you experience the time there, and then how you come home. This is what stuck, uh, this, this is the emotion which stuck with them. This is just one approach we did. Of course, there were some different team building aspects we also did to strengthen the team. We also took care with space healing methods that any energies, emotion, emotions which got stuck in the space could be transformed so that it was the experience was, how would you call it? Barbara, maybe you can help me as I'm not a native speaker. So I'm in my brain looking for the right word for it. It was an overall experience which, which we created with Feng Shui. Mm-hmm. That is a real definite bonus to be able to go to the dentist and feel calm. That's not something that yeah. most of us, including <laughs> myself, could ever actually claim. Yeah. yeah. When people get into Feng Shui, they think of interior decorating uh, a space for a home or something having to do with decor. How did you discover or get into the use of feng shui for professional use? Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is uh, very much, it's just about the layout of um, the furniture. Um, It's so much more than moving furniture around. I don't know if you have ever had the experience when you have a desk and you move it a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, and then all of a sudden it feels like it makes click in the energy of the space and you come in and you're like, oh, it's a, is it the same desk? Really? It looks so, the whole space looks different. So this is the magic of feng shui, which you can experience. So it's so much more than just putting up some decoration. It's really looking for this special click in the field so that everything brightens up and shines. Interesting. And something that most of us should consider looking into. Now, you say that harnessing the power of feng shui is the ultimate tool and the game-changing USP. Could you tell us about that? Uh, Yes, because uh, I feel that, especially in the field of, we have made so much progress in the field of sensuality, in the field of mindfulness, in the field of calmness. And we are working so much on the personal level, on embodiment. But what is with the space? There is so much potential we are not using to create mindfulness, to create relaxation in our lives. So that's where I feel a huge gap. There's still a huge gap in uh, tapping into this power, create, uh, taking the power really into consideration to have this, to have this, this 
special something, special piece, which is still missing in many lives and businesses, of course, too. Would you suggest that if a doctor is looking to purchase or rent a space, even before they establish their office location, that they should hire a feng shui expert as a consultant to consider the which location would best work for them in terms of feng shui? Or would it be too late to start the feng shui after the location is suggested? Do you think there's an, and uh, mm-hmm. other professionals should start with feng shui experts even before they select their office space? Yes, the fir- the earliest to, to start, the better. I always say when you um, start looking for a space with a feng shui consultant, then um, you can really like some things which are not auspicious, for example, you could rule them out. Then you can say, okay, for example, this office might not be the right one because the entrance is not is not visible. It's behind the corner. Patient like the experience uh, I shared before, the patient won't find you, so the chi won't find you, and chi is bringing patience and it's also bringing wealth and abundance to your space, right? So maybe we could rule such offices out. And then when you have the right office, Barbara, the thing is you have to buy furniture. You have to put like the furniture in a certain way. So why not uh, do it the feng shui way, which is very a very natural way. It's not going to be something like crazy and I don't know, out of the space on or not practical. This is very often which I, what I hear, hear from businesses. What if I implement feng shui? And then it's just not practical. Like in a doctor's office, we have things how we do in certain ways. This is what I always take into consideration. I always tell them, okay, what is, how do you work? What's important to you? How, like, how do the offices need to be arranged and everything? And then when I got get this information, this is where I start waving in feng shui so that we can get the best of both worlds. And this is where this, this spark of magic happens. That sounds pretty exciting. How is it yeah. that you got involved in Feng Shui to begin with? <laughs> this is a very interesting story. I was four and I just finished studying economics at the University of Applied Sciences in Munich. And I was a very young mom. And back then I couldn't find a job. I was so into marketing and my whole life until then I was working to be a marketing expert. And then it felt like nobody wanted me because I was young, I had a child and all these stories. So I always say the masters of life, they took care of me. And there was this coincidence where I was reading about if you uh, declutter your space, your life will change. And I remember thinking, I, I don't believe this. Like you change something in your environment and your life is going to change. No way. And I put it away. It was really interesting. And then time went by and, and nothing was changing. I was really devastated. And then I remembered. By yeah. the way, I find it extremely unusual when a mom with a young child can actually declutter their place with everything that is <laughs> child related. So decluttering in that situation really was taking extra superpowers. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. It was worth it because two things happened straight up. Like the weekend, my husband and me, we decluttered our small apartment 
And then on Monday on Tuesday, we got some news which we were expecting for a half a year. So I was like, okay, there is a connection. And this is where my curiosity was peaked. And then like this was in, in early spring and in autumn, I started my feng shui training. So this is 20 years ago. I can't believe. <laughs> um, since you have become uh, somewhat of a master of uh, feng shui and you have this niche of working with professional offices, how do you personally get the word out? How do you market yourself so that successfully other people get to know you and you increase your visibility? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm also a teacher. So I love also to go out and really teach people what's hidden behind feng shui because I feel there is so much misconception behind feng shui. It's about very often thought, just put something in the corner and I don't know, relationship will flow, business will flow. And feng shui is so much more in depth. So my focus on my focus is really the marketing on teaching, educating people around this topic, creating curiosity. And then therefore, I really love to use email marketing to really build deep connections to my audience so that I have the possibility to teach. And this is how they they find me, they connect to me, and then they book consultations or come into uh, my certifications. Has your book been published yet? Yeah, I have written four books, but they're at the moment only in German. So I'm working on my English speaking book at the moment. I guess we can look forward to that coming out next. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, in, in German, I don't personally speak German, but in German, what are the books? So there are two books on feng shui in offices. There is one, it's a card deck, How to Declutter with Joy. And yes, with joy. <laughs> and uh, the third book is about uh, creating space where your visions can become um, reality. So it's my signature book. You know what? We certainly need that information. So go out and get a translator <laughs> so that we in the English speaking world can get our hands on it. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, this has been a wonderful learning experience. Thank you so much for being with us today. And Thank you for having me. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.